A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. Here are your hosts, Dan Hansen and Betsy Thompson. Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday, Betsy. How are you doing? I am doing well. How are you? Living the dream. Top of the world. I'm the top of my game. <laughs> this is as good as my game gets. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. unfortunate. <laughs> I know. Let's not talk about that too much because I'm sure that's going to get embarrassing for me very quickly because yep. you can spin verbal circles around me. We've mm-hmm. established that. Anyway, yep. I would go on and on and tell everybody at home about all the amazing things that I have done this week. Mm-hmm. All the adventures that I have lived, all the shenanigans that I have pulled, but I can't because you told me at the beginning you had stuff to say. Yeah, um, I got an email from House Beautiful. I get a ton of them a day. Mm-hmm. A- and it's good if you're looking for radio topics. And this one happened to catch my eye just because the title says, This real estate listing looks ordinary until you get to picture number 30. And of course, you know, I'm sitting there going, what is wrong with picture number 30 Mm -hmm. that, you know, everything looks normal until then. And so there are roughly 70 pictures and they're showing this house in Missouri, you know, the exterior pictures. It's a nice red brick house, very old from the late 1800s, kind of sits on a hill, Mm -hmm. gorgeous trees around, you know, it looks... Sounds like a dream. It does. And... Then there's a little thing, you know, sometimes in articles they put in a little snap of someone's Twitter comment or whatever. Sure. And someone says, so I wondered why a house with this amount of square footage only has two bedrooms and two bathrooms. How much square footage again was it? This, I didn't tell you yet. This house has 2,465 square feet. Well, I'm glad you didn't tell me yet because I would have felt like I was a terrible listener. (laughs) Well, <laughs> I'm just a, I'm terrible because I interrupt a lot, yes. but at least I listened. Right. How many um, square foot again? <sighs> I was getting yeah. ready to talk. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. 2,465 yeah. and... with okay. only two bedrooms, two bathrooms, two, bedrooms, two baths. They're listing it for $350,000. Oh, it, yeah. That's not probably so bad. I'm guessing for wherever it's located in well, Missouri. Well, I'll never live there. <laughs> So they show you pictures, you know, the first 28 or so are very nice pictures, you know, nice pictures of the bedrooms, bathrooms, about average size, you know, not anything, holy cow, those are huge. Mm -hmm. Um, Nice wood floors, there are the original old wood floors throughout, this gorgeous kitchen with, you know, white cabinets and very neutral looking. And then you come across a picture with this door in the kitchen, it's just a nondescript white door, it's open and behind that white door is a metal door and it makes you think okay what is going on Mm -hmm. here you know what is that for is it an elevator shaft is it that would be unusual like a speakeasy (laughs) you know like where they were running booze and they shouldn't (laughs) been you know what is going on in this house and then you scroll through a couple more pictures And it's pictures of jail cells. It's a jail? It's an old jail. The Howard County Sheriff's House and Jail that was built in 1875. Wow. 
Yes, it's actually um, a home that is preserved by the Historic Preservation Commission. So you can't do too much. And then, of course, you know, everyone on Twitter goes crazy. And someone says, whoever buys this house deserves to be haunted. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, that's the next thing to wonder about is what, what kind of crazy stuff. But yeah. And then Man. someone else said, I like how it starts normal, takes you through the dungeon, then reemerges on the surface like you never saw no anything, and it's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. It was not what I was expecting. <laughs> not a lot of us have homes. We have homes that sometimes feel like a prison. Yeah. But we don't literally really have homes that are prison. No, this one is very old, and I mean, it is... Uh, it's rough looking. I mean, it is all the original. Oh, so it's a fixer upper. Oh, yes. Well, I don't know. I mean, it has the metal bunks where you put a lot of people in a holding cell in one mm-hmm. area. And yeah, it looks like, you know, it looks like something out of a movie. Let's be honest. It looks well, like a jail from a movie. Well, I like the idea. It's a fixer upper. <laughs> if you're looking for. Something different. Yes. Something that will impress the fam come Christmas uh-huh. time. <laughs> right. You know? You never mm-hmm. know. You never know. They, they, Betsy, the listing is in what, Missouri, Missouri yep. you said? Yeah. All right. So not, not around here. Not around here. here. Sorry. So, sadly for us, we'll have to stick with regular yeah. homes. Unless you can find one well, like we... that. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Like I said, we feel like we're in them yeah. sometimes. But mm-hmm. right now, let, let's transition into what we really want to talk about. Although that was very interesting. It was. All right. What do we want to talk about? I know what we want to talk about. I don't even have to ask you. It's mm. fall. And that means we've got our fall home maintenance what do you want to call it? Episode? Maintenance Not really and prep a full... episode? Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of stuff. So yeah. let's just jump right in. We'll, we'll just surprise you with what's on the rest of the show right. as we go. It's all great. You don't even have to worry about thinking about staying. Well, just stay. technically it all does have to do great. with fall. Oh, yes. See? Technically. So anyway, yes. lots of that. Mm-hmm. Right now, fall maintenance. Let's, let's start on the outside. There's so many things that you should be doing right now, and this is a nagging segment. Sorry about that. But just so you know, I'm nagging me because yes. most of these are things that I've not yet gotten to. So mm-hmm. I made a list of things I should be tackling in the next few weekends, and I just thought I'd share it with everybody. So first off, the underground sprinkling. You've got to get that winterized right now. If you yeah. haven't already done that, get on top of it. You know, I just had mine done just this, like two days ago. Mm. They came out and did that. It's quick. It's easy. But you want to make sure you do it. Just in case you're not aware, if you don't do it, here's what you're looking at. Water can be left in the pipes. And, in, of course, when it freezes, water expands. And that yes. could possibly crack the pipes or the fittings. Water in the sprinkler heads could easily break them. Other valves and equipment could break. The previous owner of my house uh, was telling me when I bought it, and he was walking me through everything, he had forgotten to do this one winter. And what happened to him, I should clarify, it wasn't that he left it over the winter. He actually just forgot to get to it, and we had some really cold weather mm-hmm. near the end of October, and it broke his pump. Oh, yeah. So he had $200 worth of getting a new pump outside. So you still got time to get it done. We don't always think about it. One thing to realize is, is you know, what a lot of people talk about, and I always thought, you're not 
always, 100% of the time, going to have problems if you don't get to it. So if you're one of those people who skipped it one year and you had no problems in the spring, don't think that that means, hey, that's how it normally works. It means you got really lucky. You got lucky. <laughs> so get in touch with an irrigation service and get them out to your house. It's generally around 80 to 100 bucks. It's worth it. Get them to winterize your system. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. Another one is yeah. to keep up on the gutter cleaning. Not just clean the gutters, yes. but keep up on it. Yeah, you can't do it just once, you know, when they get full towards the beginning of the fall season, when the leaves just start falling, and then not think about it again, because the leaves continue to <laughs> fall. And let's face it, depending on when we get that dreaded S word that ends with the W. Oh, oh, I didn't know where. This is a family <laughs> show, Betsy. <laughs> well, that word that so many people really cannot stand. Snow. Oh, you said it. My daughter, Hannah, you know Hannah. She I is do. talking nonstop that she can't wait till it snows. Well, you want to know what's funny, though? I love snow, too. So I I'm know you do. Her. Yeah, see, I know that. But here's the deal. Hannah talked all Two weeks ago, all about snow. Mm-hmm. Then we got last week that was colder, just right. a slight touch colder. Right. Guess who was the first child to crab incessantly about the cold? <laughs> Hannah. We all yeah, pointed out happens. the hypocrisy there. Uh, but anyway, well, when when we get that snow. When we get it, it brings down a ton of leaves that have not fallen before that point. And so then our gutters are full again. The problem with that is then when you get the potential rain after the first snowfall or you get some melting snow it just creates a disaster and you end up with a mess potentially water going places it shouldn't be because well your gutters are clogged and so are your downspouts so clean everything out right downspouts included and keep up on it like betsy's saying over and over again they can weight themselves down they can get damaged that way all kinds of things happen Just make sure you stay on top of it. Seal out the mice. Oh, yes. This is something we talk about every single year, but right now, it's mouse season. Yeah. They're trying to find ways into our homes. Mm -hmm. They're looking for warm places to spend the winter. Here's a few things to think about that will probably make you a little uncomfortable. If you're squeamish, look away. (laughs) But keep listening. Mice climb remarkably well, way better than you think they do. I promise you, no matter how well you Mm -hmm. think they climb, they can beat that. They can enter through a hole as small as a dime. Yep. Think about that. We've talked about those things before. Here's a new one. Each mouse can have up to 60 babies each year. Yeah. And here's the even better news. Those babies can start having new babies after just four (laughs) to eight weeks. So just think, you get the right little community Mm -hmm. going in your house and you could be overrun and be living that Ratatouille movie Yep, only with mice (laughs) in just a few weeks. So you want to do everything you can to prevent them from getting in. So take a walk around the house and remember those things that we talked about. They can enter through those tiny little holes and that they climb. You've got to watch for areas low and areas high. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just take a walk around the house. You know, look for the larger the hole, the larger, you know, you can't just caulk something like that. So it's worth investing in some copper mesh to put over those and then potentially some of that spray foam behind that. The more layers you have, the better don't just use a spray foam because trust me they will chew right through it and have no problem doing so right they have no problem getting through caulk or or the spray foam you've got to have that wire mesh and you want to use the copper mesh because it's not going to rust or degrade outside right check it out they're looking for ways to get in 60 babies a year (laughs) and those babies can produce babies in four to eight weeks yeah 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just think about that. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we've got more exterior fall projects that you're going to want to tackle. That's all coming up next. Stay tuned. Nothing's more fun to us at the Repco Light Home Improvement Show than making you aware of something that's new in the world of home improvement. Whether that's something that's brand new, really new, or whether it's just something that you've never heard about before. Either way, it's a lot of fun. Well, right now, we're excited to point you in the direction of a brand new podcast from the Emmy Award winning PBS series, This Old House. The podcast is called Ask This Old House, and every week, This Old House experts are going to be talking with homeowners from around the country and helping them work their way through their latest project. Now, last week, painter Moro Enrique talked about how best to remove peeling paint. That's a project that you definitely want to get the scoop on before you jump in and do it. To catch that episode and listen to that project, as well as get weekly tips and tricks from the pros, make sure you subscribe to the Ask This Old House podcast for free wherever you get your podcasts. Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back. Mm hmm. Talking about fall projects, basically nagging everybody out there. Nagging out of love, though, out of kindness, out of yes. benevolence. I'm nagging from a benevolent standpoint. I want everybody's home to weather the winter. As well as mine, hopefully, will. (laughs) No promises. Because I don't know if I'll get all of these things done. These are all projects that I have to tackle. And sadly, we're not even going to be able to get to all of the projects that I want to talk about. But let's get to the important ones, the really super important ones. Chimney inspections, Betsy. Definitely something you want to do. And then there's a combination of things here. Yeah, the chimney inspection is really important. And actually, my parents just had theirs done this past weekend. A guy came out, checked to make sure that everything was safe for my parents to have fires in both their fireplace and they have a wood-burning stove. So he checked Mm -hmm. both things. He cleaned them out, just made sure that everything was ready to go for the upcoming season. Usually for this type of chimney cleaning and inspection, you're looking anywhere from 150 to $200, but really it's something that's important because you do not want to have a chimney fire or have well, something yeah. go wrong. You're dealing with flame, and that's always a bad combination if something isn't right. Right. You've got fire in a box in your home. Right. You want to make sure everything's working well. And like Betsy said, they'll come out and inspect it. Mm -hmm. And that should be done once every year, just to make sure everything is the way it should be. And in order to inspect it, most places are going to end up, there's a cleaning involved too, you know, the chimney sweeping. So all of that should be done just for safety's sake. If you've got a fireplace and you use it, you're going to want to dig into that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's talk about winterizing the AC and also getting your furnace ready for the season, because both of those things are kind of related. Yeah. In a sense. The AC, the air conditioner, one of the, really the simple thing to do there. There's not much to it. You make sure that it's off mm-hmm. for the year. Yep. And you want to put plywood over the top of it. As basic as that. Plywood and maybe some bricks to hold it in place. Some people build a little, a mm-hmm. little hut yeah. over top of it. What you don't want to do is wrap it with a tarp, which is what I used to do. Because apparently, that just invites all the Mm -hmm. little critters. We just Mm -hmm. talked about the mice. 60 babies in a year. Talked about that. And when you put the tarp on there, it's like saying, hey, 
come on in here. It's warm in here. At least it's a break from the wind. Right. You don't want to create that space in your air conditioner. No. Because trust me, if you don't catch it and you start it up, you don't want to deal with that either in the spring. Right. It's just it's a lose-lose all the way around. Yeah. Just the plywood on top. Now the furnace. Well, first you want to have it checked, but you also want to make sure that you're changing out that furnace filter. And I think we've talked about it before. Most people think that you maybe only have to change it once a year. Some people don't know you have to change it at all. (laughs) But the more um, pets that you have, the more kids that you have, things like that, the more you want to change that furnace filter. So have somebody come out, check the furnace, make sure that it's running correctly, make sure that there are no cracks or anything like that. Because I think we talked about it with Brad Krause from Service Professor a while back. He said that they can actually say you have a crack and it's emitting toxic gases and so you need to make sure that that thing is running appropriately. Brad mentioned that sometimes they do have to condemn them because there's a cracked heat exchanger and that can be very dangerous. Carbon monoxide can enter the home and they're required to replace it. Mm -hmm. It's not like they do a little dance and say, aha, guess what? In fact, I called Brad about this very issue because I always am skeptical. You know, every time we talk about this and we say, oh, have somebody come out and do a kitchen or a kitchen tune up, a furnace tune up or Mm -hmm. some furnace, you know, yearly maintenance. I always feel like, you know what, I'm paying somebody to come into my house already. And what am I paying them for? I'm paying them to look for problems so I can pay them more money. Mm -hmm. So I asked Brad, come on. You know, let's just give me the straight scoop here. You know, from a non-salesman kind of a point of view, sell me on the importance of it. And he went into the whole thing about you're dealing with carbon monoxide if Mm -hmm. things aren't right. And he also talked about just the fact that look at a car. We would never skip the oil change. Right. Well, some of us might, but we'll only do that once. Yes. And when we have found out the problems or the results of doing that, we Mm -hmm. realize very quickly it's, it's worth the smaller bills in order to prevent the bigger ones. And that's what Brad said they find a lot of the times. They'll find little repairs that need to be done that keep everything working, Mm -hmm. keeps your home comfortable in the winter, and most importantly, keeps it safe. Definitely worth it. You definitely want to dig into that. It's not something most people can do on their own. We can't look at a furnace and know what we're seeing and have the right answers. So check with a service professor. would be glad Mm -hmm. to come out and help you with that. Or check with your local heating and cooling specialist for their program. Everybody's got one. They'll come out, give you some recommendations as to what you might need to do. Basically help you avoid any problems down the road. Well, and I just want to say, make sure that the elderly people in your life, especially if they live alone, make sure that they are getting these things done as well. I just had this conversation with my grandma two weeks ago, I think, about how she needs to get hers done before she starts regularly using her furnace. So make sure that people are doing that, the elderly people in your life. Wow. You nagged the whole world there, Betsy. Nagged your grandma, nagged us, and you nagged us to nag uh other people. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So what do we want to talk about next? Or is that about it? That's about all the time we've got. We've got to move on to the next thing. What is the next thing? That one's all Betsy. Um, The next thing is some projects that you can do. These are kind of decorating types of projects, but just some things to start thinking about when it comes to fall and make your home a little bit more cozy before the holidays officially launch on us because my friends, they are coming. Right. We want them cozy so that when the mice move in, (laughs) they're happy and comfortable. Right. We'll tell you how to get there when we come back. Stay tuned. 
If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back. Our fall preparedness segment. Right, Betsy? <laughs> or, or, or episode. Fall episode. preparedness episode. Yes. So if you're heading into fall, and we all are, and you missed the first half of the show, you're clearly not going to make it through the fall. So you're going to want to go back and catch the podcast. They're just a couple steps behind, that's all. <laughs> that's right. And you'll probably survive anyway. Probably. Right? It's not like we had groundbreaking, life-saving st- Well, we did. We did have potentially life-saving things. Yes, potentially. Because that is how we roll here. Hey, so... Oh, so that's that, huh? Yes, I just want to interject something that has just dawned on me. We have this new way of recording these shows with you in our studio and me at home with the yeah. microphone and <laughs> this new little way of doing it and there's yeah now this... we're because we're, they don't know about that yet we're right. using it's called Squadcast. we yeah. recommend it highly and we can see each other while we record and it's almost like a helping. zoom call kind mm-hmm. of so you can see the person i just realized that my headphones match my earrings that match my shirt i am oh, totally color coordinated today and i just realized <laughs> well i realized a little bit ago that i had a huge stain <laughs> on my yes. t-shirt and i could not take my eyes off it was very distracting i know <laughs> because i was the... wondering what you ate that you like spilled <laughs> all over yourself oh my goodness at the end of the segment betsy said um do you have a different shirt there <laughs> you got a stain on your shirt it's distracting yeah while and i sit here all color coordinated you sit yeah. there with like a salsa stain or something on your shirt <laughs> yeah i'm not sure what it was i think it was chili i i'm an idiot i know wow. we just talked about zoom meetings and the importance of but yeah. the space looks nice doesn't it i just forgot uh-huh. about me yeah Anyway, mm-hmm. anyway, you're gonna you're gonna talk about getting our home prepped for fall decorating, right? And we'll, yeah. we're not talking holiday decorating at this point. No, we're just talking about things that are gonna make it feel a little bit more well, like fall, you know, a little bit cozier and things like that. And we've just got done talking about things to get your home ready, you know, preparedness types of things. And one of the things that I want to bring up that you should probably be doing first and foremost, a lot of us think about fall cleaning, you know, closing up all of our windows and doing things like that. Mm -hmm. But along with all of the chimney sweeping and other stuff that you need to do, now is a great time to start prepping for your future holiday parties you know a lot of us start about thanksgiving time maybe even sooner and then we go right from thanksgiving into christmas and it seems like once thanksgiving hits it's just complete chaos yeah it is <laughs> and we chaos don't have time for anything um so one of the things that you could start doing right now and we're going to talk a little bit more in depth about this maybe next week we're going to kind of talk about mudrooms but just be thinking you know now's a great time to be putting out areas you know maybe it's in your front entry maybe it's a mudroom maybe you have people enter through a side door or something make areas for coats hats boots gloves all of that kind of stuff where when people start showing up for your parties or your dinners gatherings whatever there's a space for all of these things to go so And that, thinking and, about that. <laughs> and that's what we want to talk about next week. I think mm-hmm. we're going to get into that. Mudrooms. Yeah. And uh, some, of the, some of the things that Betsy's talking about, a lot of us might say, well, I don't have that space. I don't have. Right. Well, we're going to give you some ideas next mm-hmm. week. Yeah. And we'll solve all those problems 
as a team. Because that's yes. how we roll here. Exactly. We're a big What's old next? team. Uh, so let's start kind of with some of the really simple things that you can do. We're going to go to the decorating kind of side of things right now. So the fall, it, well, and going into winter, because most of these things with the exception of a few, are things that you can take right from fall in through the winter season. So you don't have quite as much to do when winter comes. Now is a great time to start using heavy, warmer fabrics in your decorating and just getting them out in general. So add some leather to what you've got out already. Some faux fur or the sheepskin, the faux sheepskin, which is so soft and dreamy. Use those knits and wools and velvet, those heavier fabrics that we usually think of when we think of fall and winter. Get those things out and use them as part of your decor right now. And find those things in fall colors. And let me say, if you choose red, it transitions right from fall right into winter and Christmas and things like that. So if you choose red, it's very versatile when you're going through this. But you can also throw in some oranges, some gold, some brown, use plaid, use a feather pattern, which I am loving this season. Perhaps some leaves. I've seen a number of prints that aren't the normal leaves they almost look like they're stamped or something it's not mm -hmm. a an in-your-face leaf pattern but some of the i don't know what do they call that a more abstract leaf pattern sure yeah sure find yeah, some things like that that's what i was thinking i was just going to bring in a handful of leaves from outside and throw that around <laughs> Well, you know what? It's Instead realistic. of leaves, I have previously uh, picked up acorns and then I painted them and I used that in fall decorating. So you technically know, you can bring in things from outside indoors. Right. I would, I would probably freeze the acorns first for a while. We did the same thing and they were loaded with some kind of crazy worm that we all noticed crawling around the table one night while we were eating dinner. Really? We traced it back to the acorns. I did not have that problem, but I looked for ones that specifically did not have holes. Yeah, see, hindsight, 2020. <laughs> when you're talking wow. about getting all of that stuff out, the very first thing mm -hmm. I think about, though, is, okay, you're introducing all these colors to your room, mm -hmm. you know, making some changes. Yeah. Getting your spaces painted now, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. a lot of the times people think about, okay, we're getting closer to Thanksgiving, let's get ready for Thanksgiving. Right. And it's like you said earlier, it's always too late. By the time yes. we hit that point, mm -hmm. it's too much work to bite off. Now's the time. And if right. you find a nice neutral... Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be a boring color. Neutrals aren't boring. We talked right. about that over and over again. But if you get mm -hmm. the right color, you can move through all of these different colors and fabrics that you're talking about right? without having to change that. And it'll still really, really clean up the space and help you get ready for this next season of spending a lot of time indoors. Yes. You might as well get those spaces cleaned up and ready to go. We'll help you yeah. with all of that. If you do have any questions, just stop out at any Repco Light or Port City Paints. They'll help you find some neutrals that'll work for you. Yeah. So all the things that we just talked about, those are great to use, you know, on furniture, throw pillows on couches, maybe even throw pillows on beds. Um, you can even layer, you know, when I talked about the, the faux sheepskin thing, you can even layer it, you know, in a corner as kind of like a reading nook, put it down over top of a rug, put some pillows down there, put some blankets down there, just as a cozy space. Find a way to make these really cozy spaces within your home that you're gonna want later on. 
Um, something else you can do, you were talking about bringing the outdoors in, um, <coughs> fall branches and flowers, or at least the colors of fall, bring those in. A few years ago, I got, and I don't know what they're called. They're these little tiny pumpkin looking things that are on a stick and there's multiples of them on a stick. And I bought them when I originally bought them, they were fresh and I left them and they dried out and now I can use them season after season. They're really lightweight now. They preserve beautifully. I, but I you don't look know what they're called. I don't. I've never Gourds seen anything like sticks. it. Gourds on kind sticks. Of. We're going to go with that. We'll have That's to, the scientific We'll have name. to look it up and find out and sure. let people know because they were very good. I mean, you know, it's something that can get used year after year. I've kept them. So they're great. Look for things like that. Now, didn't you do this once where you brought in a bunch of sticks and then you painted them all? Didn't yes. you paint them all white? Yep. Yep. I've done that, that as well. What was that project? That was a color of the year a few years ago from Benjamin Moore. I painted sticks white. Oh, to create kind of that uh, mm-hmm. a wintry kind of yes. a feel. Yep. Yeah, that was really cool, too. Yeah. but you Special can paint... primers, lots of prep work, I'm sure, well, right? Well, and a few years ago for one of our design events, I think I did, I don't know, like wheat or something. Um, I put a bunch of them together with different colors of embroidery floss, fall-colored embroidery floss, put beans in a clear... Uh, glass vase and then put those weed or straw whatever it was I think it was wheat in there you know it just makes it feel like fall but then it can be swapped out come winter you know for whatever um, also be thinking about yeah, we get this idea in our head of fall means gourds it means pumpkins and things gourds like that gourds on sticks is gourds technically sticks, the term or just technically gourds in general green orange yellow maybe even red and we always think that they have to look like a pumpkin or whatever but they don't there are so many options out there right now for perhaps glass pumpkins or gourds in varying colors not just orange i've seen some really cool ones it's like a blown glass kind of thing okay some of them are really cool i've seen some um like rattan pumpkins so it's a very natural material they're a woven pumpkin i've seen pumpkins that are painted different colors so white and maybe they have splatter paint on them or they have some marbling on them find colors that work for you they don't have to be fall colors they can be the fall feel with just what they are you know as an item Mm -hmm. and then your own color scheme see and that's really interesting because yeah you're using the the visual Mm -hmm. to convey the seasonal aspect of things but you can still bring your colors in and no matter what you're working with sticks is a -hmm. great primer yeah it's a primer from Inselex. it's a benjamin moore company we talk about it all the time it bonds to everything and if you've got a, a hard to paint surface i'm not talking about real pumpkins but if you buy other you know you talked yeah. about some things you might find in a store mm-hmm. somewhere that's not the color you want right sticks is definitely something you could use mm-hmm. just to get them up to where you want to be and and don't forget about the the benjamin moore um sample pints where you yes. can get whatever color you want yep. in a small little pint just an inexpensive way to get get your colors out there Right. Another thing you can do is, you know, my parents heat with wood. They have a fireplace. Don't just bring your wood in and dump it. Make it a part of your fall feeling. So, 
you know, stack it very neatly or perhaps put it in a basket. My mom has birch bark logs that she has neatly put into a basket by her fireplace. You might even consider they have bags, um, like leather bags that are, it's called a log bag that's meant for carrying them around. But mm -hmm. some of them are really great looking. You can actually use that as kind of a decorative piece that brings in, again, that little bit of a fall feel. And then one last thing is um, the lighting in your home. We are going into the season where we have less and less natural daylight. So maybe bring in some extra lamps. Think about substituting in some lights in different areas. That's going to help bring a little bit of warmth in and help you to see as our days get darker and darker. Right. Lighting is, is, is of course, there's that aspect of it, the practical mm -hmm. aspect of it. Yep. We just bought it my house new lamps mm -hmm. finally and i bought some special led bulbs they're flame mm -hmm. bulbs they yeah. look like fire mm -hmm. and whether they're upside down or right side up they will flame the correct way that changes as you turn them they're about nine about ten bucks a piece and they literally create it looks like my living room is burning <laughs> So it really creates this. The kids love it. It's this uh -huh. really cozy atmosphere right. from these bulbs. So that's another way to spin lighting, to especially as we end, head into this season. It's nice to yeah. create that cozy effect, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And your dining room table can help create that little bit of a cozy effect. But we're actually going to talk about that after a quick break because there's kind of a different spin I want to take in that. Some things you might want to think about with the upcoming season. That's after a quick break. Stay tuned. Betsy and I are excited to recommend a brand new podcast for all of you do-it-yourselfers out there. It's the Ask This Old House podcast from the Emmy-winning PBS series. So if you're a fan of the show, you're going to love the podcast. Because each week, trusted experts at Ask This Old House are going to share home improvement advice, recommendations, tips, and tricks with homeowners from around the country. Now, coming up this week, home technology expert Ross Trithui is going to be speaking with homeowners Marissa and Andrew about how to properly insulate an attic. Now, with fall deepening, you're not going to want to miss this one. And the best way to catch it is to subscribe to the Ask This Old House podcast for free wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back. One last segment Fall mm -hmm. Preparedness 101 with the Repco Light Home Improvement Team, starring me, Dan Hansen, and you, Betsy Thompson. <laughs> and you, the listener. I don't know everybody's name. I'm not even going to try because we don't have time. No. What are we talking about? You ended the last segment talking about tables and things. Yeah, fall dining room tables. And I guess this is kind of has to do with fall, but not entirely. Because I was thinking the other day about dining room tables. We did a segment, I think it was last week, um, on you know the home office and get your home office off of your dining room table, get it away from the space you eat. Mm -hmm. And... I was thinking about that in conglomeration with the fact that Thanksgiving is coming and what do we do? We bring out all the fine china and things like that. You know, the things we only use, you know, once a year, maybe twice a year, right. Thanksgiving and Christmas. The corral dishes come out at my house. <laughs> right. Well, some <laughs> of us have stuff that's been handed down or whatever, and we only use certain things at certain times of the year. 
And, you know, if you are using your dining room table as a home office, you are less likely to be using it for dinner, let's face it. And I know that there are a number of kids now who are doing school from home. Now, maybe they're not doing it on the dining room table, but they're just always home. And it got me thinking about this whole idea of a family sitting down to dinner. You know, it used to be that that was something. You know, everybody gets home from their day, kids home from school, parents home from work, everybody sits down, you know, in some way, shape, or form and has dinner. Mm -hmm. But with everybody, with everything a little bit different, with kids working on their schoolwork at home and not really leaving and parents working from home, suddenly you're losing that sense a little bit of the dining room table and so I was thinking maybe it's time to make that dining room table a little bit more special you know lunch okay it happens kids are in the middle of things parents are in the middle of things everybody's in the middle of something but now is a great time with everything that we've been through to make that dining room table a little bit more special not just bringing out those dishes and things once or twice a year, bring them out now, incorporate them into your dining room table and make one meal a day that special time. You know, it just kind of brings a little something extra in. So uh, with the fall decorating thing, maybe it's time to put a fall tablecloth on your table. Maybe it's time to bring in some really cool placemats. Maybe it's time to get out that china. You know, I have stuff that my grandparents, it was their very first, I guess, guess china if you mm-hmm. will it has a very i don't know it looks like cave paintings <laughs> i mean it has like, like cave paintings yes it has like these stick figures with bow and arrows and like there are are I you don't making know, an age joke about your grandparents no, I'm are just to be old. Well, yes, but there's they this made was their the cave paintings. Special China. <laughs> I know. But I always look at this, you know, I, I I'm one of those people who can't give it up because it was their first China. So it means something. But I don't too often get it out because it's just maybe not my style. Mm-hmm. But I keep thinking, you know, this is the perfect season for it. It feels like fall China. And why not get it out and use it now and make these meals every day, you know, once a day special. So it doesn't just become redundant. It adds that little bit of extra oomph that I think we're all kind of looking for right now. And it's not just, you know, well, we got to wait till Thanksgiving or Christmas. Get it out now. Make it part of your fall dinner time scape and you know utilize it don't just let it collect dust i think that is such an such a good idea because like you're saying when we're home so much as it is Mm -hmm. it becomes mundane you know we're just at the table we're we're always there why it's not special anymore right it doesn't have that feel to it so create that space when you decorate the table that way it's going to make it harder to use that space as an office or as Uh which is why you want to create other areas right but I mean, of all the things that have happened in the last year, I mean, you almost hate to say it because it's it's almost cliched and everybody's saying it, but family and, and what's important mm-hmm. really has risen to the surface. Right. And finding a way to gut through what's going to be an initially tough time of getting everybody at the table, as many people as possible, because mm-hmm. I've done this at home and it's not easy. And right. there's some kickback because they're used to watching their little phones and stuff. And now right. we got to put those things away. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take long, though, before everybody 
just starts to adapt. And right. now there's no question about where are we eating. We're eating mm-hmm. at the table. And right. we have a lot of conversations and a lot of great stuff happens. It's it's a really important thing to do. Really good idea, Betsy. You get a Thank B you. plus on that one. Really? I'll give you an a. That's give it? You. No, I was just messing with you. But I don't have time to mess with you because that's it. The show's <laughs> over. Just yes, like it that. It's done. Mm-hmm. If you want to catch this one again, you can find it online at repcolite.com. And one, when you go to repcolite.com, you could do us a great favor by subscribing to the podcast, which is basically just the show. Right. That comes out again. But that way you will never miss it. If you do miss an episode, you'll you'll always get it delivered right to you. And you can find a way to sign up for that podcast right on the homepage. Just click that link and check it out. Check out Betsy's Inspirations page where she's got lots of photos, lots of color schemes put together, and then really well-written little paragraphs that are kind of homey. They're really cool. Thank you. Really well written. Wow. Two compliments back to back. I know. Those things are great. They're not viewed enough. People need to check them out. Make sure you do that. Whatever you do today, have a great one. I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Betsy Thompson. Remember, if you're about to lose your DIY sanity, we can help you fix that crazy. And just remember, if you end up with mice in your home and they start reproducing at the rate that I predicted... 60 Don't invite mice a year. them to dinner. <laughs> Don't invite them to dinner. And just remember, I tried to warn you as best I could. Uh-huh. All right. Thanks for listening.